This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. We would love to talk to you today about something that supports us to feel better if maybe this winter period isn't good for you. So, Because very often in the winter people get sads, other people just don't like the dark nights and things like that. People seem to be happier when it's sunny, that kind of thing. And we know that there's a Scandinavian thing that helps with you know feeling all warm and cozy and things like that and you're gonna pronounce that for me aren't you so because i always get it wrong it's called hygge hygge so yes so that's scandinavian and it's all about finding comfort in things isn't it yeah it's all about that coziness finding comfort there's a lot of stuff about light and using light you know kind of inside and outside your house um you know to kind of like i don't know kind of light things up you know internally and yeah it's it's all about the same sort of themes really you know that that sort of comfort so yeah so we wanted to bring it a little bit closer to home and our home is in england so if you're listening for from other places and somewhere where I love to spend a lot of time is Scotland and there is a thing in Scotland that is quite similar to Huga (laughs) (laughs) and that is Koori. Koori, a lot easier for me to say (laughs) so I'm also liking that as well. But Kuri is the art of finding comfort, mm. especially at this time of year. So you can imagine there are parts of Scotland that will probably be covered in snow and because it's up north, so it tends to get colder. Where I go, not so much because it's on the west-hand side. Um, but, yeah, it, it tends to be cooler the more north you go. And so it's darker people want to find some comfort and Kuri can do that. Now, I know I've talked to you about this lots and lots. Can you remember a bit more about Kuri? Can you remember stuff that this includes? Yeah, and that, you have talked to me about this before. And I mm-hmm. think I think there's something about, because I think we talked about Huga, but there's something about Kuri that just seemed to kind of speak to you. Yeah. So whether it was the word or the fact that it was kind of Scottish in origin, and I think that's important with our mental well-being, isn't it? We've got to find things that sort of resonate for us Definitely. and that relate for us. And that's what we're all about on the show. We're all about kind of sharing these sort of tips and 
concepts for you to kind of pick and choose. Um, but what I remember about it from when we were talking was it was about this this coziness and this comfort mm-hmm. and this sort of, you know, in terms of things you can do, very much, I, I, I'm kind of imagining myself under a really lovely blanket yeah. in a very, very cozy armchair with a beautiful kind of winter scene outside. And that's my kind of, I suppose, fairy tale picture book version of Kuri. Yeah. But actually, it's not prescriptive, is it? No, it's, definitely not. It's very, very sort of personal thing. So I think that's where my mind goes yeah. straight away, which for me is kind of, I suppose that's kind of like a nice starting point because from there I can start to think, well, what can I do to create a sense of that, mm. even if I can't have that yeah. specifically? I think that's a really good way of thinking of it because I have to say I'm with you. I'm in a log cabin <laughs> surrounded by snow because it's snow because I hate ice. I can't walk on ice. I look like, yeah, I look like Bambi on ice. But um, thick snow because I can walk in that, but I actually don't have to go out. Yeah, in this lovely roaring fire with a blanket on my knee, a lovely warm cup of hot chocolate in my mm-hmm. hand, Reading a book. Reading a book. Yeah. 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 So if I visualise Kuri, that's what it sums up for me. But what I really like is you get, you saying that maybe that's not what you've got, but then you can find things that help you to find that. Yeah. And I think it's that. I always, always loved the sound of rain pattering on the window and being inside and being all warm and cosy. That's always been really comforting for me. And I think... This is why Kuri really speaks to me because I'm okay with having, you know, dark days, like not as much sunlight. I prefer it nice and crisp as a winter, but I'm okay with the rain and things like that. It doesn't bother me because I can find comfort in the sound of it and being warm and cosy. And I've even gone out and you know, put my boots on and gone jumping in puddles and just had a bit of fun like that. So it's about, like you say, it's about finding what fits for you. But yeah, Kuri is all about this like comfort. So it could be, yeah, getting in your lovely armchair, like you said, and getting a blanket on you and just feeling really cozy, it could be chatting with friends. Yeah. It could be like, you know, playing games. And things like that. We love doing that in our house. And it's sort of like, if you're all warm and cosy and you're just playing games and it like just, yeah, it gets your mind going, it gets you communicating, it's all kind of things like that are all really beneficial for your mental well-being. Because what it's about is noticing, yeah, okay, you might like it more sunny, you want some more daylight, but that's not going to happen. You know, especially not in our country, we're going to have that winter so it's about making the best of things and it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. So we can look at the really good side of things. So what would top you up kind of thing? Oh, I like that. I do like that. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it, it's really important. And that would top me up. Mm. I love your description. I'm I'm sort of totally there with you. I loved what you were saying about, because our, our idea of the, the armchair and the blanket mm. and the book, that's a very kind of, could be a very solitary you know yeah, kind of true. thing and that and that could be what you need 
But actually, you also mentioned there about doing things with other people, mm. you know, so you could have that kind of solitary sort of introspection, that sort of, you know, time for you. Yeah. That's your kind of time. And it's very protected and it's you doing your thing, whatever you choose. But then also a lot about Kuri is about connecting with other people, mm. family members or friends or maybe just that one person or maybe your pet. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's, but there's something about connection, I think, is part of it, whether that's connection to self mm. or it's connection to others or to a place or to your imagination through reading a book. You know, the, the, there's something about about this, that the, the, there's some ingredients, I think, to Kuri, mm. you know, that, that sort of matter. And I actually, I did, I, I read a little article about it. Oh, yeah. By someone who is, is actually from Scotland. And they described it as the ultimate safe embrace. Oh, and I loved that. That's lovely, the ultimate safe embrace. Yeah, and, and they were speaking about, for them, they'd sort of grown up in quite a remote part of Scotland. So they were speaking about, I suppose, what you might think to be the idyllic kind mm. of setting. But obviously there's, you know, there's there's kind of highs and lows and pros and cons of sort of whatever your circumstances, yeah, isn't totally. there? Yeah. Um, but but like she was sort of describing this kind of going back there as an adult and kind of having that feeling of this safe sort of embrace, the ultimate safe embrace. And I thought, okay, well, that's fantastic if you've got that and you've got those lovely memories and you've got that and you can kind of go back to that physically and mentally. I love that, you know. What if you haven't got that? What if that's not, you know, kind of a memory that you can tap yeah. into or it's a different kind of experience that you've had, you know, from growing up? I thought, but actually you can, cre again, you can create that for yourself. So what is it that makes you feel safe? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that makes you feel embraced? Like, you know, that feeling of either someone or something is kind of, I've got you, I've got yeah. hold of you. And that was sort of what it conjured up for me, this sort of, safety net and I thought there was something really useful in that to feel you feel you it's like a protection hmm. I don't know what do you think about that I yeah I mean I totally get that I think it's lovely that she's had that place yeah and, and that is her safe place but yeah I think we can all do that we can all find that safe place so that we can find that comfort that maybe we need <laughs> excuse me um that we can find yeah, some like positive things that enable us to feel calm and safe and all that kind of thing. Thing is, it's figuring out. We always come back to this. It's figuring out who we are. It's figuring out what works for us. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's really important to figure out what it is that we like. So, yeah, if you're not maybe somebody who likes that solitary, and I do, especially if I'm reading a book, and my partner's terrible at, like, talking to me, and I'm, like, in the middle, and I get really involved in my books. Yeah, that's wonderful, though. It is. It's proper it, sort of transports you, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it takes me off to anywhere else. It sort of, like, fills my imagination with stuff, and I really get involved in them if I'm really into that book. Um so if he's asking me a question, it's taking me out of that. So I actually quite like being on my own when I'm reading because then I am really immersed in it. And I feel safe that in that. I feel very safe in my books and, mm. yeah, reading. But, like you said, there are times when I also want that company. 
So and that could be just sitting with friends, you know, and having a drink. And I don't necessarily mean an alcoholic drink. I mean, we could all be sat around with a cup of tea or something and talking. So there are lots of different things that can really help with that. But what it also got me thinking about, we can also make that space in our minds. Yeah. Can't we? Yeah, there's something about a kind of psychological safety, mm-hmm. which is a term that's used an awful lot now. But we can create that for ourselves. Just something else that's kind of relevant to this that I read about Kuri, because I was interested in the word, because mm-hmm. you know, obviously I think it's quite an, you know, it's an old word. Yes. It's, it's, it's a yeah. traditional word. And it sort of said its origins come from crouching or stooping for protection so just the kind of physical image that that conjures up of kind of you know I'm sort of doing a kind of a (laughs) going in on myself going into like a cocoon yeah yeah Yeah. so I don't know kind of what in what context that would be but you know bringing that kind of into sort of our times and thinking about that sort of stooping crouching for protection there is yeah there's something like the cocoon the kind of the that comfort that embrace Mm all of those things but the word protection is sort of in there I mean let's face it there's enough stuff out there to kind of you know trip us up challenge us you know kind of bring us down it's you know and it's all right to be stretched you know we talk Mm. about this a lot but actually sometimes it's kind of we feel like we're being a bit beaten down a little bit and we might have had a tough year we might have you know had difficult things going on so actually to want to retreat and to sort of snuggle in, you know, let's face it, you know, lots of animals do it, don't yeah. they? You know, they know what's what. Going into <laughs> you know? hibernation. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like that sort of principle for me. Yeah. So you're kind of protecting yourself, you're reconnecting, you 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 know, you're doing things for you, you're prioritizing your well being so that actually you can emerge from that when you're ready. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that be, I don't know an hour later, a month later, you know, several months later, whatever it is, yeah. you're kind of, you're sort of restored, you're refreshed, maybe re-energized. And that's the whole point. That's the whole thing with Kuri. It's about, it is about, it's about self-care really. It well. really is, yeah. Because it's, you know, it is. it can be difficult, but it's about, if you can find that comfort place, that safe, and especially like Huga, you know, if you can find that, that comfort and it's not about have to having lots of things that's the thing with hygge isn't it so it's yeah. not about an abundance of things it's about actually maybe stripping things back yes but like you were saying with the lighting and things because it's like right now you know we've got the christmas lights and it's like it's quite magical too because we don't have to have the other lights on you've got the twinkly lights and i don't have them flashing when i'm in the room with them and our Christmas tree isn't in our lounge. It's in the dining part. So it's like, but we've got other, we've got two little Christmas trees. And then, um, you know, all the what we call, the what I call the Judy that goes over, yeah, mantelpiece, Judy Garland. So we've got the garland ah, that goes over. Yes, I know what you So, mean. yeah. So all twinkling lights. But actually, what it does is close the curtains. It's dark outside. You don't need to know. It gives you this warm ambient light which is very cozy and it just makes the house it feels warmer without actually having maybe the warmth there that's really true and i think you can do this it's like you what i think what you were saying before but you don't have to have loads of things at your disposal mm-hmm. 
you can actually do this whatever your circumstances you know whatever your budget you don't have to go out and buy anything special it's about kind of like looking at what you've got and maybe you know as we say in the north turning the big light off yeah you know <laughs> just gone a bit peter k for a minute um and just you know kind of like yeah using your because the side lights or you've got that twinkly effect coming in from the tree in the other room and there's a big thing, isn't there, about, you know, kind of using the tree lights and the, the sort of festive period to kind of get in the spirit of it. But you can continue it sort of yes. into the new year because that bit in January and early February, as we're kind of starting to emerge, mm. you know, from the winter solstice, it's sort of, that can be a bit challenging as well. So as we sort of look ahead, we can maintain some of these little rituals for ourselves. Yeah, there's like... You know, children, you can put up these, the little battery lights that are really safe because they're, they're really low, but they give that twinkle in maybe their bedroom. I know you've got lights in your lounge, haven't you? I have, actually. I put them up for Christmas about three years ago and I just didn't, I didn't take them down. And they were kind of just over there, sort of a like a pelmet, a wooden pelmet that sort of goes over a, the back window. And I just, I just left them and I love them. And they mm. sort of, yeah, they go on in the evening and it's, it just creates, I don't know, straight away, it's almost kind of like, oh, yeah. it's, it's winding down time. Yeah. <laughs> and But that's good because that evokes something really positive and calming within you. Mm. And we can all do with that. I think especially at this time of year, I think we can all do with that. So it, th- th- these are the kind of things that we can we can bring in. I know with the, you know, the cost of living rise and everything, costing so much more and people worrying about like the bill gas bill electric bill keeping warm and stuff like that there's been an awful lot of sales within like warm blankets so like like your electric blanket kind of thing but you can get electric blankets that like are cozy and you can put over you and it's like it's things like that so even that you could just get a lovely cozy blanket i mean i have a blanket that's not don't need the actual heated ones yeah but I love having the blanket on and it just that evokes some kind of sense of safety within me having a blanket wrapped around me and uh, it makes me just feel secure yeah so it's it's kind of things like that that are really good it's figuring out what works for you and you know those kind of things isn't it I am the one starting to wonder actually you know if this you know, in terms of our well-being, because you mentioned about really essentially it's about self-care. So this is another thing to kind of have at our disposal, isn't it, mm-hmm. that we could create for ourselves. And, you know, in many ways, it's not necessarily a nice to have. It's a necessity. Yeah. Totally. It's, you know, it's kind of actually we should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm using the should word there. Mm-hmm. It might be that, you know, you might be sort of thinking, oh, well, I don't, I don't really kind of, it doesn't relate to me mm. this idea of coziness you know I sort of I want to be out you know in the, in the bracing weather whatever it is but that's kind of part of it as well isn't it it is it's a really good part of it because actually if you're going out and you've got those cold temperatures so going out maybe going for a brisk walk or just a walk in general in that cold weather and then you come back in and what you'll notice is you'll feel your face so have you ever been out in that cold weather and you feel the sting on your face? Yeah. And you your face usually goes a bit red. And then like you come in and it goes even redder and you can start to feel it kind of all again. That's really beneficial for our skin. Our skin having those 
different temperatures. Yeah. That's why, you know, people use in in other countries, use the snow and they'll go and dive in the snow and then dive into a hot bath or something like that. Or even, you know, come out from a sauna and dive into a cold bath. Yeah. Because those complete differences in temperature are really good for our skin. They may bring it more alive. And there are lots of kind of traditions around that. I know my partner spent some time in Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing that they do. They go into the sauna and then they sort of like run out into a lake and kind of like jump into the lake, <laughs> into the freezing cold water. And he's done that, you know, like a few times. He was describing this to me. And yeah. I was kind of like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my kind of equivalent of it is to maybe, you know, if you go for like a spa thing and they've got the plunge pool, yeah, you know, where you kind of dip yourself into the cold. That's probably like my my version of it. But I do, I'm noticing a lot of people that I'm, I know, you know, I'm sort of friends I've got, you know, on social media and stuff that they're actual friends. It's just that I'm connected to them on social media yeah. because I don't see them face to face very often. But a couple of friends in particular I've noticed have started doing the wild swimming Yes, I've had I've got friends who do that while swimming as well. Yeah, and it's kind of it's that sort of principle, isn't it? Mm. Of kind of like you go into the extremity, um, but then you can kind of come back in. So I think there's something in there about how that, as you you were describing, you know, it affects our body and our kind of our skin, and that's like you we really it's very mindful, isn't it? Because you're really noticing yeah. and you're really feeling that temperature change. But I think as well, it, it's it been proven kind of like to do really great things for kind of like, you, you know, your nervous system and sort of kind of build. I mean, obviously, everyone's different. Yeah. But yeah, it's sort of this stuff isn't. I don't know. It's kind of it's not just an ideal. It's like we, we, we can all do it in our own sort of small way. can't We, we can because you don't need you don't need money to be able to do it. No. You know, we can go for a walk, we can come back in. Even if the house isn't really, it'll be warmer. It'll be warmer. It yeah. will be warmer. We know that ourselves. It's so, so cold out. And yet, usually when we walk into um, into the studio, it's it's quite cool. But actually, there was a, a marked difference because it's so cold outside. Mm. So anywhere, you will feel that difference. And then or you could wrap yourself up. Like So if you've gone wild swimming, you would come back and wrap yourself in your towel yeah. and dry yourself off and get all nice and warm and cosy. Anybody can do that. And that might not be for you. Go, maybe go for the walk. I loved I remember last year being out and it was all snowing and we were going around a little park area that's got lakes on it that's not far from our house and had the dogs walking it was lovely i absolutely adored it, it was quite like i can't i couldn't turn around without my whole body turning around because i was that <laughs> wrapped up but my face was feeling the the little sting of the cool air and the snow coming down it just made me come alive it made me happy and then got back home and then it was like, oh, right, like, yeah, let's get out of all these coats and stuff and then let's get comfy, put my slippers on mm. and get a nice cup of some warm, lovely drink. And it is, it's just really nice. And it boosts our mental well-being. Mm. It boosts our body. So our actual well-being in general and our health is boosted by doing that. I think it sounds wonderful. It's making me want to get cosy and get me get me beddies on. Get your beddies where we're from. <laughs> get your slippers on. Yeah, I think music's a part of it, Claire. Do you? Would you agree? Yeah, probably. probably a part of it. You know, yeah. kind of choosing. You know, 
maybe kind of having a playlist for you for your curry time. Yeah. And I was really thinking about a song choice um for, for curry and, and and what I was struggling to pick one song. You know, there are lots of songs that kind of help me feel that sort of sense of safety or, you know, that comfort. So instead I kind of went to, well, kind of like what band do I what music do I tend to put on when I want to have that sense? Yeah. And there's a, there's a particular band that I sort of go to, and my partner does it as well. I notice we both do it if we want to kind of calm and slow and just feel that sort of sense of that safe embrace. Yeah. Um, and the band is called This Is The Kit, and they're a sort of... I've seen them live at a festival a few years ago, and they're absolutely amazing, and they just... It's quite folky, mm. so it's sort of, you know, the kind of the instrument, you can really hear all the different instruments and it's the voice of the singer. It's just, Kate Stables is just absolutely beautiful. It's very gentle. Mm. Uh, and I was struggling to pick one song. So I just went with the song that kind of got me into them, um, which is from, was from a few years ago now. It's a song called Moonshine Freeze. And the lyrics are kind of based on a sort of a children's sort of rhyme. But, yeah, let's have a listen. Yeah. See what good. you think. It kind of makes you feel a little bit cooey. Okay, so a little bit of This is the Kit with Moonshine Freeze. What did you make of that, Claire? Did you enjoy it? Yeah. It's quite soft and gentle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of fits with this. For me, it fits with, I suppose, now I'm thinking about the whole cooey thing. It's making me realise that, for me, it's about that slowing down. Mm. And kind of doing things at a more gentle pace and maybe even just stopping and pausing altogether, you know, because we were talking before about, you know, kind of the outside and, and sort of, so maybe it's it's a moment to have some mindfulness, you know, and maybe if we're sitting kind of all comfy with our blanket, we've got our hot chocolate and our book, you know, there's a lot of stuff. We could use like the five senses there, mm-hmm. exercise, couldn't we, to kind of like really tune in and kind of ground ourselves, come back to the moment. And just listening to This Is The Kit really kind of does that for me because I just kind of transports me to a sort of more comforted time. I think there's something about a voice that makes me feel comforted as well. But the whole point is that that that's really fits for you. Yes. And uh, so it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of it. It's but it's if it fits for you and if it if you find comfort in it. And I think that's the thing with music. You know, there's such a vast array of different songs and sounds and tunes and all that kind of thing. That hopefully there's something for everybody that will enable them to to feel that kind of thing. So yeah, it's like. I can see you chilling out. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Under your blanket. Under your blanket. But they, like you say, there's so many things that you can do within this concept of Kuri because it's all about trying to find the positives, to find the pleasures in life, to find what makes you feel better, what yeah. makes you feel good. So especially like with people who have SADS and like my cousin has it and you know, the lighting is really key. So we were talking about lighting before mm. and obviously this time of year we maybe have our Christmas lights, but then when we take them down, I always think, you know, the place looks more bare. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's quite a shock, it isn't it, when you take it them down? It is. And yet, like, you know, I don't know, I'm always worried about the dogs eating things, <laughs> and, you know, chewing off the Judy from the 
mantelpiece or whatever it happens to be. But yeah, even when it comes down, it it's sort of it seems bare. But you could, like you've got, you could still keep your twinkly lights up. You know, if that helps, or maybe just keep them up while it's the winter period. If yeah, you feel better. But that for me, I do also find comfort in having that lower light on that has a warmer glow to it. So there's thinking about the bulbs that you're using, what light is that giving off? Because the lights can be so different from like really bright white light to a very orangey kind of light and anywhere in between that. And obviously you can have different coloured lights as well. But even just on my Christmas decorations, I've got a bright white, I've got an orangey colour, it's more orange, and then I've got shades of like warmth that goes on within some and there's some that I'm I gravitate more towards and Mm. I like them a lot more so thinking about lights when you're coming out of this period and you want you want to like incorporate that some people just get a little part of the room or it could be in another part of the house or whatever but it's all set up for that so if maybe you've got that comfy chair and um, maybe you have a table with a lamp on it. Maybe that's your Koori little corner. Oh, I love that, your Koori corner. Koori corner. That's really nice. It's lovely, isn't yeah, it? That's a really nice idea. I love what you're saying about light because I think it's very mindful, but it's also very intentional what you're doing. Mm. So it enables us to embrace the dark because, you know, without that, then the light wouldn't have the same effect. Yeah. It? so it's it's sort of yeah it's kind of that yin and yang sort of situation i love the idea of the curry corner mm-hmm. because you could incorporate any into it into that mm. so that could be where your music is so that you can play music and listen to that it could be like i've got my bookshelf it could be that because that's what you want to do you you know whatever it is even playing solitaire you know, and I remember when I was younger, I had a, a solitaire that was like marbles oh, yes, on a I wooden remember board. Yeah. I remember those. I, I love yeah. that. So there's like that kind of solitaire or a card solitaire, it's, even if it's just something like that, just somewhere for you to sit with a drink, yeah, and taking, taking the world in. But there's people I know who maybe they sit in the window because they want to sit looking at the rain. So it could even be that. That's mm. their place. Because everybody's different. Or it might even be that you don't have the light on. Maybe you want to find a place of darkness. Mm, or like that's a that. bit a bit more dull kind of thing. And that's your place mm. to maybe like hibernate for for an hour or something <laughs> like that. But it's what find what do you find comforting? And I think that's really key. That's a really it? good starting point, isn't it? Yeah. What do you find comforting? Yeah, and then you kind of maybe have your kind of what and they're your ingredients for your curry. Yeah, and also what we've not talked about is maybe what you're feeding yourself. So we talked okay. about maybe your hot chocolate yeah. or your brew or something like that. But then you could also be like, well, what are you feeding yourself? And I think I I, I use my slow cooker so much I, in the winter. I really do. I've really started using mine. There's something about the smell that wafts yeah. through, and I remember us. We were on, we were on Zoom with each other, and you were like, "I was wondering what that smell was," and it's me. <laughs> I'm making something in the slow cooker. You forgot, but the, that in itself could maybe be like, "Oh, that's going to taste really good later," because the smell's lovely. Mm. 
But yeah, in the slow cooking, you can have really good, wholesome meals that come from that. So it's like, yes, I've got a suit maker. So it could be like my suit maker that I put on, or it could be the slow cooker. So what you're feeding yourself is also, it's nourishing. It's maybe, you know, warming or it's, it's making you feel good, whatever that happens to be. Making me very hungry now. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I think that is quite important, isn't it? You know, I mean, it, it's not really our kind of specific area of expertise when it yeah. comes to well-being. But I think we're both people that sort of, you know, would like to eat food that's nourishing, that's kind of, you know, there's lots of colour. Yeah. I think that's really important for your plate, isn't it? And, you know, I know I, I sort of I know if I've not had enough green stuff. Yeah you know, kind of going on in my diet. And I think you were well recently and you were you were almost kind of craving. I was. You were telling me that you were craving for sort of vegetables and something, yeah. you know, kind of really wholesome. So I think, you know, our body tells us yeah, what we need. But I love the idea of the smells and you know, the cooking. Slow cooker, obviously, is a really, it's an inexpensive way to cook as well, you know. So it's... it's An inexpensive. Inexpensive. Sorry, yeah. I thought you'd said expensive. <laughs> I was like, it's really not. Inexpensive. <laughs> and it, not yeah, expensive. For both yeah. ways, for the for the electric it uses, yeah. but also for the ingredients. Because mm. you can use the, the cheaper cuts if you if you eat meat, you can use the cheaper cuts. But yeah, yeah, you you're enabling the taste um to come out from the food, aren't you? Because you're cooking it over longer. There's lots of things with this curry that's sort of I think slowing down's a thing, this comfort. You you're making lots of really positive choices to kind of boost you up and support you aren't you when you're doing this mm. so you can't really go wrong with it can you you know it's kind of like it's only whatever you do if you do it kind of a, on a small scale or if you kind of really go to town with it and get all the the different aspects that we're talking about in play I think whatever you do it's going to touch you in some way isn't it it's gonna it's gonna affect you totally one of my friends she loves cooking so what she does, it's both mindful and it, and she really likes it. So she'll make a risotto because you have to keep staring. Yeah, she do. Yeah. And so she finds that really mindful because she can just concentrate on that. And that's mm. her kind of, and I was talking to her about curry and it was like, she was like, and that's probably what I do because it gives me comfort because I'm smelling it mm. and know what it's going to taste like later. I'm feeding the family, but I'm take, while I'm doing it, that's my time. Because it's just, I'm totally centred around slow stirring and I have to regularly do that. And so she puts all that. And she, so she finds that is probably her curry. That's what she really likes. And I think that's really nice. I like that story. I think it really shows that it doesn't have to be anything specific. It can, it's just about what you said before, you know, what 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 do you find comforting? Mm. And kind of maybe even just like write these things down, you know, do a list, yeah, you know, and see how many you kind of get to. There's no number, the definitive number, and then kind of look and see are you already, you know, are you already being Koori? Mm -hmm. You know, because you might be, you might be already kind of part way there with it. It is really making me want to kind of go home and just sort of get, get cozy having this conversation <laughs> and to put the slow cooker on. <laughs> yes, that am I. <laughs> damn, I didn't take anything out of the freezer to put that on. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of like the, there's so much to it, but what the whole premise is that you are supporting your mental well-being because yeah. you you're supporting yourself to feel good emotions 
So your emotions are all helpful emotions. They make you feel better. So that if you are one of these people who don't like this time of year or don't like the winter or whatever it happens to be, it's topping you off. Yeah. So that you're able to deal with that. Your resilience is getting topped up. So you can deal with those things a lot easier. You're finding that time each and every day. Yeah, I think it's going to kind of, for me, I think it's going to be something that you'll benefit from both in the short term and in the longer term. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you've got, um, you're sort of, you're doing what we call it, topping up your bank of self, aren't you? You know, you're giving yourself that bit of time. And you're kind of getting all that nourishment and all that good stuff in there um, because it, it's sort of, it's not going to go to waste, is it? You know? It's really not. I mean, because I, I was talking earlier about, you know, I like to read. So something that I like to do for my curie, and it's not all the time. So my curie could change. Yeah. What I do for curie could change depending on what I'm feeling that day because that, that's important as well. Yes. It's not necessarily one one thing. So when I'm reading and things like that, I can't listen to music Okay, because it distracts me and because mm-hmm. I, I get really immersed in my book. So that distracts me. Um, and also a lot of the music that I really like is stuff that I want to sing to. It makes me feel better. I'm quite, yeah. I, I like music that makes me feel better. There's a couple of songs, like Eva Cassidy's Somewhere Over the Rainbow, that it just evokes, I, I'm going to say a sad feeling in me, but it's it's that's not a negative feeling. It's it's a supportive one, and I know that can. Be, it's really difficult to try and explain. Is it bittersweet? Potentially, yeah. yeah. Potentially, it could be that. I find it difficult to try and explain what that evokes for me, but I like to listen to it sometimes. Sweet sadness, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of imagine, but yeah, I think some songs can do that to you, though, can't they? Yeah. So that might be like what you want to listen to. That kind of whatever that triggers for you. Something that if I probably did want to read or I wanted some music on and I want to stay in that comfy, cosy kind of feeling Mm. is my song for this. Okay. So (laughs) my song is a classical song. Okay. So it's from the, it's one of the classical songs and it's canon. And I just find this, I find it a haunting melody, but I find it uplifting as well. And it takes me through a variety of different emotions every time I listen to it. There's like a crescendo um, that goes on that takes me from a little bit melancholy to feeling serene, to feeling joy, but all quietly. Now, I know what I mean by that, but (laughs) take a listen to this and hopefully you'll get where I'm coming from. So anybody who maybe is really into that might have been a bit long for me. I could just sit and listen to that all day. I think it's wonderful. But it's really funny, isn't it, because there's so many variations of it. It's all the same tune, but it depends what instruments are playing, and I'm really choosy on that. So it has to be the right one, and that's the right one for me. So, because it's it's a softer version, and it just it just sends me to a place of 
calm and relaxed and quiet contemplation, which is great, which is fabulous for Kuri. Calm and relaxed, quiet contemplation. Mm-hmm. I think you've just kind of summed it up in a way, haven't you? Because, <laughs> you know, well, for you, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's sort of where it's taken you, so that will help to evoke that. And I thought it was interesting what you were saying. Well, a couple of things, really. One about the, the different versions of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so of that music, so it depends on the instruments that are used. I know there's a more kind of piano version yeah. that you can listen to, but I think that's it's very kind of reflective of like how we are. We've got to find the thing that fits for us. Yeah. So even within a, you know a tune that you really love, it's not going to evoke the feeling that you need it to if it's not the right version of it. Oh, that's totally right. Because I know we've looked at versions before that maybe when we've been interviewing people, there's a certain one that they like, or yes. there's a certain person who like who sings that song. Yeah, and sometimes it's like they like the cover. Yeah, better than the original or something. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I remember you played Xanadu, but it wasn't the Olivia Newton-John no. version. I played Jeff Lynne, who's yeah. also the composer you know but actually that's my best i i love that version yeah. of it i i can you know i love you and was lovely but yeah. yeah i could take and leave that one and i didn't know that at the time when I no. <laughs> but we've also had we've also had the mamas and papas mm. who like mama cass mama cass yeah so she sang a song uh it's play your own kind of music play your it? own kind of music mm. and yet we also have paloma faith who also sings that which i love i'll actually like both of mm. them but it depends on how you're feeling as to maybe which one you want to listen to at the time. And one of our interviewees picked the Paloma Faith one, yeah, didn't they? They do. So it does, it very much matters for you. And that's the whole point of this. That's what we are always talking about. It's whatever fits for you. It doesn't matter what fits for somebody else. It doesn't matter if they like it or don't like it or they wouldn't find that. If they, if they turn around and go, oh, no, I wouldn't find that comforting. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's what matters to you and what you find comforting. So don't let anybody put you off that. Don't let anybody like try to change what it is that you like. Because you like what you like for a reason. I love that message. I think that's really important for people to hear, actually. Because when it comes to your mental well-being, nobody knows you better than you do. How can anybody else possibly you know, know really what it is you need deep mm-hmm. down. You know, we can have friends and we can have family members and people, loved ones, you know, kind of supporting us. But I think it's really important to be respectful of other people's, you know, sort of needs in, in terms of things like that. Because actually that could, if someone's trying to work at themselves, if you're working at yourself and you're trying to assemble your Kuri corner, you know, and you've got somebody kind of who's not on board with it, it doesn't matter because it's not for them. Mm-hmm. And I think actually we we need to kind of respect that for ourselves and also for others as well, because it's your mental well-being. Nobody else's. So it's about what affects you. And I think something that you said earlier was really significant about it's about what you need on that particular day or at that particular time of day. Yeah. You know, because we we know how changeable we are. We know what a roller coaster of emotions we can all feel as humans within the course of a day. Mm. And so I think it's important not to get fixed you know, on what this kind of looks like. We've maybe got core ingredients. We've maybe got things that we would kind of go to. But sometimes we might want to switch it up a little bit and try something else. Or, you know, sometimes we want to do the solitary thing. Other times maybe we might want to reach out and kind of connect with others and sort of engage in sharing a meal together or conversation or 
you know, go to the pub where there's like a really cozy fire mm-hmm. and you kind of, it's all dark outside and you sort of, I don't know, I'm really getting into this, as you can tell. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's really taken me somewhere. I think, I'm wondering, you know, ideally, I think it'd be wonderful to be in Scotland. Yeah. Come to know, better place yeah. to be. <laughs> and I know for you, that would be, you know, that'd be kind of definitely your dream. She'd love it up there. But, you know, it's about kind of creating your own sort of version of that wherever you are and, and whatever you need and I think what I love about all this is it puts you in the driving seat you're making very simple sort of but very affirmative kind of choices about what you're doing and that's going to impact then on what you're thinking what you're feeling yeah it's and it's all wrapped up in this idea of this safe embrace mm. isn't it lovely though that we have a word Curie that we can really get on board with that helps us with our mental well-being that is that's what it is it's this safe embrace I love that I think it really sums it up for me what it is because then you can go anywhere from that so I think what it is for me the key message would be where is your Curie corner what does it entail mix it up a little bit for maybe how you're feeling but just put things in place that nurture you, that feed you, that make you feel better about yourself and where you are at that point in time. And that can only be good. That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on HCR 923FM.com.